Welcome to the Redeemer Church Sermon Podcast. We hope that you are blessed as you join us in walking through the Word of God together. To learn more about our ministry in St. Albans, Vermont, please visit RedeemerChurchBT.com. So uh, I'm Justin. Uh, most of you know me. Um, I've just been reading in Joshua. Um, so I'm just going to share a verse and just talk about that for a second. Um, it's Joshua 1.9. Um, Lord said to Joshua, Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous, do not be frightened, and do not be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Um, for me, I just find that helpful. I get anxiety pretty good. Um, stuff like this. Um, and just um, not always being super courageous or um, things like that. So just having, knowing that God is with you no matter where you are, no matter what you're doing or what you're being faced with, um, just having him to be with you um, is something that I need to remind myself of a lot. I think we all do. That's why it's in there quite often. Um, And just knowing that, you know, even figures like Joshua needed help, uh, needed reminders of that. So, I just, for me, that's been a really big help. So, yeah. That's kind of it. <laughs> well, we are uh, Chris and Kara Elliott. I think most of you guys know us. Um, we have, I guess we're asked to share a little bit about our testimony in coming to Vermont. We are originally from the South. We are from the Atlanta area. Um, and we moved up here almost May, almost four years ago. May 2019. Yeah. Um, do you want to start? Yeah, we... Boy, it's kind of funny. I'm trying to condense as well. Um, we came up to Vermont on a lark pretty much. We had never been to New England, didn't know anything about it. We had uh, gotten in the habit of taking kind of a little vacation, just the two of us, uh, without the kids. And we came in October of 2018, so we were the quintessential leaf peepers. That that was all we knew of Vermont was leaves. Uh, in Georgia, leaves die and fall off the trees. They don't turn colors. So we... Um, we came up here, and we had a, a great time. We <clears throat> were kind of amazed. We, we, we really kind of fell in love with the area up here. But we, um, yeah, we fell in love with uh, Vermont. We loved it. We loved the, the people. Uh, interestingly enough, though, even that first trip, we noticed uh, there's no churches and even uh, very many churches, and even church buildings generally were just like historic relics that sat empty. Uh, we we came to again. We were tourists, so we went to we we came to Stowe. Uh, that was the only place we knew in Vermont at the time. And I think even before the end of that trip, we were here for what four or five days. I was already like rifling through the internet, looking at... We went to a realty office. That trip we did? Yes. Oh. Because we looked at each other as we were driving around, and we're like, what are we doing? Yes. Remember the guy at the realty office, though? Because he's like looking at you, he's like, what would you do here? 
<laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, yes, I do remember him. We felt we felt a very strong pull from the Lord to be here. Um, from that first trip, uh, we went home. We have our three kids. Uh, at the time, our youngest, Cora, was only two. And so we have all of our family in the Atlanta area. And we thought, or at least I thought, I had always told Chris, I am never leaving Atlanta. Never. All of our family is here. I will die here. I will get buried here. And God said, ha ha. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so we ended up coming back uh, to Vermont in December of 2018 after Chris and I had been praying because we felt such a strong pull to be it was here. Ri- it was ridiculous. It really was. Um, I- I've never it was really on our thoughts anything. constantly. And we would look at each other and just say, we're supposed to be there. Um, it was incredible. Um, so we brought the kids because we thought, we've never known snow. We've never been in it. Or cold. Or really cold. Uh, <laughs> we have to make sure the kids can handle it. So we did kind of a trial run trip and the kids loved it they would not come inside i thought they were going to get frostbite uh we did a sleigh ride in Stowe when it was like 16 degrees outside and i couldn't feel my fingers and i thought okay god i'm gonna lose appendages here but (laughs) (laughs) um then we ended up moving uh long long story short we ended up moving in may of 2019 um, but a lot of moving parts in all of between December of 2018 and May of 2019, the devil was at work as well. Um, I was, I guess I still am a registered sonographer. So I do ultrasound and I was working in an outpatient center in the Atlanta area and I was really good at what I did. I mean, I will pat myself on the back and say God gifted me with that ability to be able to have a great bedside manner and the knowledge to be able to help people in that way. And I was moving my way up in a health organization very quickly. I was next on the list to be basically manager of the radiology department of the entire health system, and that was my dream. I was getting my master's degree. That was my dream. I literally had the eye on the prize. I was next in line, and God said, you're going to (laughs) move. And I said, no. (laughs) And I literally would cry because I thought, what am I going to do? How am I going to... It was very selfish of me. How am I going to do me in Vermont? How am I going to pursue my dreams in Vermont? And I put in my resignation, despite my... Reservations. (laughs) Reservations. And you know what? The devil said, ha-ha, the job opening of my dreams literally opened up the day after I put in my resignation. And I cried because I knew God had bigger plans for us and the devil was trying to tempt us to stay 
And it was so hard. It was so hard to walk away from knowing that was what I really wanted. Um, but kept pursuing God's goodness. And I knew that he had a plan for us here in Vermont. When we came to Vermont in May of 2019, <clears throat> I started working per diem or kind of as needed um, at a at the hospital in Montpelier, Berlin, central Vermont. Central Vermont, yeah. Um, and then I ended up getting a full-time job here at Northwestern in, in St. Albans uh, pretty quickly at, thereafter. So um, I established myself there, and I worked there for like a year. Uh, but I could tell that that was not the place that God had for me. Um, even though I knew what to do, I'm like I said, I'm really good at my job. I'm really good. You don't have to train me. I can go in and I can work on anything. And God said, I have more plans for you. I had always told Chris, there is no way in the world I am going to be a stay-at-home mom. No way. I am too career-oriented. I am too focused on education and helping others. Guess what I am now? <laughs> I stay at home. She's going to learn to with quit my saying. mom. <laughs> or with my mom. I'm never going to do mom. that. Um, I am a stay-at-home mom, and um, actually, I watch other people's children in my home. <laughs> um, I see it as a way that God has used me to use our home as a ministry. Um, Childcare in Vermont is very difficult to get. It's very expensive. It's kind of unreliable. Um, we experienced that when we first moved here and I was working full time. It's very difficult to have reliable, safe caretakers for your children in this area. Um, and I decided I need to be that person. So I have families that walk in my front door five days a week and they drop their kids off with me. I take them to preschool. I take them to the library. I do all the things that I never, ever, ever thought I would do. And you know what? God has blessed me more with other people's children than I think I ever was with a sick person laying next to me in a hospital. God also has used my ability, though. Um, we have uh, such a blessing to be able to utilize our abilities that God has given us um, in ways that I never expected either. Aspire Now, which most of you are familiar with, is the nonprofit organization um, that gives free ultrasounds, STI pregnancy testing, all of that is based out of Williston. Um, for some reason, I don't, um, must have been God's prompting, because I don't really know what caused that organization to come across my path. Um, I, rem but I remember I, I, saw that. I don't know how I came across the information. I said, Kara, they probably need sonographers. You should call them. <laughs> so I did. <laughs> and Deb, the wonderful executive director, literally started crying on the phone when I called and told her that I was a registered sonographer and that I had twiddling thumbs 
um, and I wanted to keep my, my skills up. So now we have a mobile bus that comes and parks in this parking lot, generally every other Friday. And I've done ultrasounds on ladies who are generally abortion-minded. And I get to speak to people and use my ability and use my knowledge in a God-given way that I never really ever thought that I would be able to do. Um, I guess I guess the point of all of this <laughs> is I didn't really see God in it until I looked back and saw his handwork weaving things together and understanding that I had to have enough faith to be able to step out and do it. When we moved 1,200 miles away <laughs> from our family, which is still difficult. Um, I remember we, it was raining. And we were putting the members of the sale by owner sign up the house and we owned in Georgia. And we all stood out there, all of us, the three children too, and we were praying over that to just let this be the right thing to do. Because we were selling our homes. We were had to find some place to live up here. We were changing careers. Um, we literally took a leap of faith. And we are so much better people because of it. Um, our children have gotten a, I mean, very public school here. And, well, we live in Fairfax, but they are in public schools. We have met so many friends and people that we consider family. Um, I wouldn't change anything. It's been so sweet to see God's handiwork happen. Yeah, we, we've spent more time as a family here than we ever did in Georgia. Because um, in, in the big city, it's go, 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 go. Got to make money, got to make money, got to make money. And we were, we were working overtime. <clears throat> we had family, which albeit was nice to have close by, but it's always this weekend we're going to go visit this person and this person and this person. We just never really had time to just sit and stop and enjoy our family. It was always go, go, go. Here we can be Here. outside. <laughs> we, we, <coughs> we don't self-combust. We've learned so many things of being Southerners in the North. <laughs> Uh, That's we, a different testimony. We'll have to things, <laughs> there are things that freeze that we didn't know could freeze. Yeah. <laughs> Everything freezes, apparently. Um, it strengthened our marriage, for sure, because we rely on each other exclusively with the help of God. Um, rather than utilizing family, if that makes any sense. Which were, which were and are very... They're very important to us. And then very angry at us for taking... Uh, the three grandchildren. We have three grandchildren, which are collateral. <laughs> um, so that's... Not all of them are angry at us. My mother is still angry at us. But yeah, it's it's difficult. Um, yeah, I had the same experience with, with my work because I was working for AT&T. I'd been working... Any of you guys remember Singular Wireless? Yeah. Started with them... And I, AT&T eventually became owner. And uh, so I'd been working with them for 13 years. I was 
way high up in the organization. Uh, wasn't going to really become a manager. I work in IT. And it was a, you know, I worked from home full time. It was a pretty cushy job, especially in the Atlanta area because it could take you two and a half hours just to commute uh, to the office, um, be 20, 24, 25 miles. Um, so it was good. And then we were going to move. And AT&T at the time had a policy. It said, if you, yes, I worked at home full, here's logic for you. I work, if you can work from home full time, but you have to work from home full time near an office so that if we require you to go into an office, you can. Well, there's the closest office, where was it? New Jersey? To here? It was in somewhere in New Jersey. It was like six and a half hours away. I think it was New Jersey at the time. So, you know, I wasn't going to just drop by. And um, <clears throat> so they were like, no, you can't do that. So to move here meant losing my job, uh, at least temporarily until I could find another job here. And everything was in motion. Our house was under contract. We were selling our house. We were looking at a house, found one, and we had one under contract here in, not here, but in Fairfax. And <laughs> we were moving. And we were set to close on our house on a... Friday, Thursday, Friday, and I think that Monday, I had talked to my manager at AT&T, and the guy that had established that policy about not working, working from home, but you have to be near an office, he discovered that he himself was working full-time from Tennessee. His office was in Plano, uh, Dallas, Texas. So he goes to his own boss, and he says, look, how can I tell Chris? He can't work from home when the guy who invented the policy is doing it. And he said, fine, just tell him he can go and move to Vermont. We were already moving to Vermont. <clears throat> that was going to happen. Now, my boss didn't know that at the time, but <clears throat> I was moving, and I was going to take all their equipment with me, and it was coming up here. And um, <laughs> my, mo my mom was very concerned that yes. he was going to be... Um, I think a federal crime because yeah, I was like transporting... business So, artifacts. yeah, I'm not a big rule follower. But uh, anyway, yeah, so we were going to close on our house, and literally three or four days before that, I, I, this is the news I hear. Oh, it's okay. You can move to Vermont. Okay. So I did. Moved up to Vermont. Uh, worked for AT&T. And I told, I told my boss point blank, I said, you know, I'm, I'm going to look for a job up here because the first round of layoffs, I'm going to be the first to go, right? So uh, I did. I, I found a job. I work uh, Vermont Mutual Insurance Group in their IT. And it's apparently, it's only got like 320 employees, uh, but it's one of the largest employers in Vermont. I, I didn't know that at the time. And, um, but it's a great place to work. And you're talking about a mission field. I have spoken to more people, because everybody, I'm the only Southerner there, and I cannot hide it. You can hear it right now. And why in the world would you move to Vermont? The CEO of the company, I remember sitting in his office. How did you find Vermont Mutual from Atlanta, Georgia? What are you doing here? And I was like, well, I'm looking for a job, you know. And, <laughs> and it's it's been... A blessing in that, yes, it provides 
you know, finances for our, for the family. Um, even provides enough for care to, you know, stay at home with the kids. And, but it's it's provided such a fertile ground to do so many conversations about God and Jesus. And it's been such an eye-opening experience for me, the cultural difference between the South and up here. And it, it, it truly is just dark and unknown. And it's not that people reject it. Uh, I'm, there are people that reject it. But by and large, it's people that just simply do not know. They have never heard it. To me, that's surprising. But it's um, it's been a blessing in its own way. And again, looking back, all these different pieces and parts, all these different moving wheels to, to transport a family of five from Georgia to someplace we didn't know and we'd never, you know, we didn't know anybody here. Well, actually we do, but we didn't know that at the time. But um, that's a small story. <laughs> I, I had been praying to, uh, to God that he would give us confirmation that we were doing the right thing. And I said, God, I don't even know anybody there. I don't know a soul. I would say within a day or two, we get a phone call from uh, Landon Warren, who is um, over the Vermont Church Planning Group. And he says, We're, I've given your number, he's telling Chris, I've given your number to Ben Preston, who is the pastor at New King. Okay. So ben In South Burlington, which ben, none of that meant anything to us at the time. Yeah, we're like, okay. Whatever. So Ben calls Chris. <clears throat> and they're chatting, and he and Ben says, tell me a little bit more about your family. And Chris starts telling Ben about me and says where I'm from, which I'm from the east side of Atlanta. And he said, wait, where did your wife graduate high school? My wife went to blah, blah, blah. Little did we know that Ben's wife, Tiffany, and I went to elementary school together. And I remembered her, and I thought, <laughs> God, you're funny. <laughs> you are funny because I had just prayed that I needed to know somebody in order to know that this was the right move, and here we are. So we show up at New King's door one Sunday, and Tiffany looked at me, and she goes, Kara Moon? <laughs> I said, hi. <laughs> it, was, it was incredible. Little things like that that we've had that are no coincidence. Um, it was definitely a God-ordained yeah. move. Yeah, we couldn't have done it on our own. Uh, we worried and we did stress out. We do not operate so well in God's will all the time. <clears throat> this story is an anomaly. It's a good anomaly, but it's an anomaly. Um, yeah, we were worried, we were stressed, which we shouldn't have been, because um, obviously if you're doing what is in God's will, he takes care of it, and he he took care of so many things uh, to make it happen. And we are we are so blessed and so very happy to be here and to be part of this church. We love all of you. <laughs> Thank you. <Yeah. clears throat>